All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe, upvote, hit the bell, and, of course, comment down below on the video. Now, we're going to do a new segment starting this week called What You Talking About, Willis? And it's something that's just been on my mind. And whenever I do that, occasionally I'm going to try to do this once a week, usually on the Monday show, but it just gives me a chance to think of what's going on. And with the Kermit firing and the candidates that there are out there and how this looks and how this goes, I just started thinking about it. And Ole Miss's basketball program is either last or next to last in the history of the SEC. They've never been a basketball school. They've tried. They had a little run in the late 90s, early 2000s that they were actually pretty good. Andy Kennedy plateaued them at like an NIT level, but they've never actually been good. Going back, it's like I told you in the first segment, you can actually go back and retrace the entire history of the Ole Miss basketball program in about seven minutes. And that's not a good thing. You you have Andy Kennedy, who's the all-time winningest basketball coach in Ole Miss history, who passed Country Graham, and Country Graham never went to the NCAA tournament, never really did anything, and had to coach football on top of his basketball responsibilities. That tells you how it was to them back in the day. It's really interesting to think about, but Ole Miss needs to decide what they want men's basketball to be because there's a roadmap to being a successful basketball program inside the building already with Coach O. She's done a phenomenal job of resurrecting that program. And if you find somebody on the men's side that can do things similarly, you have a chance to really be successful. You need to go around and be all over campus. You need to overly market stuff. You need to honestly be like I am um, about this show online. There's people online that just are aggravated to death of how much I market what's going on. But you need that in the Ole Miss basketball program, and that is because it is in between Lane Kiffin and the football program, and it doesn't matter if it's Lane Kiffin. Whoever is the coach of that football program is the most important figure on campus. 80% of the Ole Miss fan base probably would identify at most as sort of care about baseball, box score baseball. 80% of the fans are football really only. That is what they pay attention to. To put this in perspective, if you want to think about how things look and everything, if you were to take 247 on three, um, rivals, all those, and get all their subscribers and sit them down, they would fill up the south end zone, and that's about it. You would still have two-thirds of the football stadium that are casuals that may go to the football game because of the Grove. They're not really interested in what's going on. They have different reasons for what different what they want to do, but they're not paying for content. It's why sites like the Rebel Walk and the Grove Report and myself are so important in the ecosphere of Ole Miss sports because it's so different. But even with as rabid of a football base as Ole Miss has, 
There's even rabbit on top of rabbit, and that's the people that's willing to pay for that content. If football went away right now, and it doesn't matter who it is, you, you would probably have 100 subscribers to a basketball site. Probably 200 to a baseball site of people that are willing to pay for that content. So that just lets you know exactly how football, basketball, and baseball are positioned in the hierarchy of Ole Miss sports. I genuinely think 80% is football only of the fan base. And if you look on Twitter, if you look everywhere, that's the way it goes. I do think 15% is at least box score fans of the baseball team. That and watching them. There's probably a few diehards in there as well. But mainly, that's the way this is broke down. Basketball is non-existent. Right now, basketball is on par with women's basketball. And that's not an insult against Coach Yo. Coach Yo has done a really good job to get there. But basketball is there right now. I, it's potentially a number four on campus as far as importance in the athletic department. So I say all of that to say this. Ole Miss needs to get risky on this hire because you are – it's not likely – it's not likely that you're going to hit on every single category that you have to hit in from a G5 when you're trying to project them moving up. It just doesn't happen. It, if you look at Ole Miss's history, good coach after good coach after good coach has come into this program and has been unsuccessful. You need a unicorn. You need a special coach. And to do that, you're probably going to have to take a risk right now. Unless you're okay with exactly what's been happening for the last 40 years. If that is okay, fine. Do it again. Keep doing it if that is the expectation because we broke down the percentage of exactly how much everybody cares about different things. But if you are looking to maximize this basketball program, if you are looking to have it take the next step, what's the saying, scared money don't make money? And that is kind of the situation. You need an adventurous hire. I'm not advocating for Chris Beard or Will Wade or anything like that, but I am advocating for somebody like them. And if they don't tick the boxes that are necessary to be successful, you're just going to be doing the same thing in four years. And it's going to cost, since all the contracts in Mississippi are fully guaranteed, Nobody's just going to resign. The buyout, you're, if you resign and forego millions of dollars, that's absolutely silly. You have to be careful that in this age of college basketball, first and foremost, you're doing what you can to make it relevant. I'm telling you, Ole Miss needs a Bruce Pearl like hire. And Bruce Pearl was a risk. Bruce Pearl was a risk. But I bet it's a risk that Auburn's happy they made. Heck, I think Ole Miss is in a position to do that because they took a risk on Lane Kiffin, and all he's done is give them a sugar ball. So I think a risk needs to be bonafide taken care of. Now, vet them, do whatever you have to do, put language in the contract. But here's the other issue. 
People say, well, if something goes wrong, he just embarrassed Ole Miss. No, he embarrassed himself. Ole Miss is going to hire a coach, and the news, the information will be about that new coach almost as soon as it can be. It just is. That's the nature of this beast. There is no embarrassing and an inanimate object. The only person he can do is ruin his life. That's, that's the only thing he can do. Either Chris Beard or Will Wade. They, that's the risk they have, is to ruin their coaching future. And there's a good chance they don't want to do that. Because if you look at Chris Beard's past, to me that looks like an isolated instance. I've heard stories. Everybody's heard stories. But that's just that. They're rumors. They're stories. But Will Wade, one-time thing, perfectly legal. It's, it's one of those things. It's an isolated incident. It's now legal now. These are the risks that you have to look into. Now, I've heard Dusty May, and I've heard the contract reset people, which that always makes me nervous about that. But we'll see exactly how this happens moving forward. We had Jason Jordan on the show talking about how he expected Ole Miss to hire a G5 coach that makes the second weekend in the tournament. Until they don't, I still have to take that as a possibility, honestly. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It's got everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tomorrow, I hope my voice does a little bit better. Take care.